This week on the podcast, I was incredibly fortunate to spend time with Kapathia Jenkins and Aisha DeHaas, both of whom have had fascinating careers that include starring as Meta Larkin in Disney's Newsies. Yes, they both had the same role. These two friends chatted with me about what it was like to work for the mouse on tour and on Broadway and what it's like to be part of productions like this. They are full of incredible stories. They are just pure joy and it was so much fun chatting with them. Stay tuned to hear our full conversation. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I am so excited today. I have two guests with me. I have Aisha and Kapathia, both of whom have some pretty fantastic and amazing careers that uh, hopefully we can we can cover together. You guys, thank you both so much for being here and being on the show with me. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You guys have done everything from stage to movies, soundtracks and Broadway. In fact, you both played the same role in Newsies, which is so fantastic. And if I'm not mistaken, based on some of my research, you've both done episodes of Law & Order SVU. Yes. (laughs) I love that show. I was, that's awesome. Yeah. We pop up every now and again. Yeah, us and every other uh, working actor in New York City. (laughs) Yes. Everybody gets a role on SVU? (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. We see a lot of friends on SVU. Oh, that's fantastic. It's such a great show. And then I also did, like, you're both so versatile. So I did a little YouTube search, and there's a video of the two of you doing a duet to a country song, Does He Love You, in 2016 together. That's right. That is right. Well, you know, Billy Stritch, who wrote the song, co-wrote the song, we did a show with him at the, at the Great Birdland Jazz um, Club in 2016. And he asked us, he said, you know, would you mind doing this song and we were like this is great of course and we had a blast it was really so much fun first of all doing the whole show but then doing this duet and he was so happy and uh and uh, right then it made its way to youtube <laughs> yes doesn't, doesn't everything make its way to youtube well, these days yeah <laughs> it does Yep. Yeah, but Isha's right. I mean, I'm sorry. I call Aisha Ish. Okay. <laughs> we uh, go way we, back. Way, yeah, way back. Disney. Yeah. yeah, you know, we did have a blast doing that. And what's so great about it is we are, you know, we're really good girlfriends, really good friends. And so anytime we get a chance to work together, we just jump at the chance, you know, and we we adore Billy Stritch. We love Jim Caruso, who runs Cast Party over at Birdland. And, you know, anything they can suggest for us, we're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So it was, we really did have a blast doing it. And we, I mean, for us, we, we're always glad when when it connects with people and people love it, you know, it, it's just, it, it just makes it all worthwhile. But 
we're going to have fun no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> now you, t- so how did you meet? Cause you've clearly been, you've been friends for a long time. How did you meet? Oh, this is a great story. My brother, my brother should listen to this podcast. <laughs> Even, we told this story in the show that we did uh, with Billy. Um, we tell this story. My brother, Darius DeHaas, who was also a singer, actor, um, knew Capathia before I, when I was still living in Chicago. I was born in New York, and we moved to Chicago because my dad, who was a jazz musician, got a gig, right? My brother wound up going to AMDA, so he moved here maybe, I don't know, 27 years ago, um, moved to New York, and um, him and Capathia were doing a show. Um, Children of Eden. Children of Eden. Children of Eden at uh, with Stephen Schwartz at Paper Mill Playhouse. Paper Mill Play. Well, he whenever we would talk, he was like, "Oh my gosh, I've got this friend, Capetia Dickens. Y'all are just alike, just alike, just alike. You're gonna love her. You're gonna love her." And you know, by this time, we're both grown women, and generally, are <laughs> grown women who they're going to be friends with, you know what I mean? And so we would kind of, you know, unbeknownst at the time, but each one of us was like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Right, because he was saying to me, oh my gosh, you you remind me of my sister. You guys are just alike. I can't wait for you guys to meet. You're going to be great friends. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so now I'm in New York. I, I moved back to New York beginning of 1997 and um, um, got a job later that year in Germany. I was going to do Dream Girls in uh, Berlin. Uh, and Darius and uh, Capathia were doing Children of Eden. And I wasn't going to be able to see the show, but I could see like their final rehearsal or something like that. So Darius was like, I'd set it up. You can come into the rehearsal. You can watch the rehearsal. You can be Capathia. He was so excited. Right. He was like, my sister's coming today. She's coming today. She's coming today. <laughs> so, so I come and I watch it. And Stephanie Mills was, uh, was uh, Eve. And it was just, I mean, I was so sorry. I wasn't going to be able to see the final production, but it was great to be able to see this rehearsal. And then on the break... <laughs> Darius comes to get me from where I'm seated. He's like, come on, come on, come on. And so here we are now. It's the big moment. And he's like, Aisha, this is Capetia. Capetia, this is Aisha. And we were both like, hey, how you doing? Hey, hi, hey, hi. Nice to meet you. (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) And he was so upset. He was devastated. (laughs) There was a lot leading up to it. Oh, it was a lot. But fast forward, I've Back from Germany, he's doing Saturn Returns at the Public Theater. Um, he got me a ticket to come see it, and he got to pay. He didn't tell either one of us. No. We're going to be there, right? And we were sitting together. Sitting together. Yeah. And the show, we see the show. It's great, blah, blah, blah. Afterwards, um, we all we decide to go to the Time Cafe on Lafayette down the street, which no longer exists. But at that time, so that was about 22, Jeez. 23 years ago. Yeah. As we're leaving, we're walking down the street to, to the Time Cafe. You know, Patty and I just start talking. We're talking. 
and we find ourselves ending each other's sentences and yeah. ready to say the same thing. And it was, we were, we, we were really taken aback. We were like, oh my God, I was just, I was say, I was going to just say the same thing. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. It was really, I mean, it was really uncanny. And it seems to me from that moment on, yeah, we were the best of friends. Yeah. From mm -hmm. that moment on. Yeah. So that's how, that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. Your brother didn't give up on putting you two together. <laughs> No, he didn't. <laughs> but it, you're right. Like grown women don't normally come together and form, you know, such an instant connection that quickly. Right. Yeah, right. it's true. It, it was really kind of just meant to be. And even throughout the years as our, you know, I, we often say that friendships have to be nurtured. Right. And so even throughout the years, as, as we you know, we've worked together, we've just, we've, you know, we've cried together, you laughed together, all of that stuff. It really just seems like it was meant to be, you know? I mean, we've been on the road together. Yeah. You know, we, we sang with a singer named Olita Adams for 10 years. We did her backing vocals with another great friend of ours. And uh, so we've been on the road, we've been to Europe together and, yeah. you know, we are still friends. And yeah. you're still friends because being on the road together, I would imagine, is it can take quite a toll. If I believe what I read online about being on the road, it's it's hard work. Yeah, it is hard work. You're you're out of your element. You don't have the things that you're used to having around you. You know, you're you're just everything becomes about the show, right? And so, but what you realize, the thing that that makes or breaks friendships on the road is that what you realize is that the show is what, two and a half, maybe three hours a day with a sound check or whatever. The rest of the time, you're just hanging out. Yeah. And if you don't like the person really, if you don't like spending time with them, if you don't enjoy each other's company, it's gonna be a wrap pretty soon. You know what I mean? It really does just magnify all of that because you are spending every waking hour together mm. so yeah it makes or breaks it yeah for that sure that can be hard it, especially if you're on the road with people you don't really like right? yeah we've been yeah. fortunate <laughs> yeah. to say the least yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow. And because people, when you think about being on the road, you know, people, you, they kind of glamorize it, that it's so fantastic. You're traveling all the time, but really you are living out of a suitcase. Yeah. Um, and it can be lovely. It's really, you know, you have to kind of make up your mind traveling or in life period mm -hmm. that you're going to enjoy. You don't want to go into anything with a negative attitude, you know, to start it off. But but you know, when you're going to some place, you're going to, to the Netherlands and you're staying in Amsterdam and you're traveling throughout the country, you know, you make up your mind, this is gonna be a great experience. And if you've got a, a good hang, hanging buddy, then it's all the more, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, traveling with your, your best friend, like what could be, that's fantastic. Now, when did you both sort of, when did you know you wanted to be a performer, that this was the life that you wanted to have? Did you know early on or? I, I knew, I mean, I knew early, from the time I could talk, I was singing, 
right? So I would have a hairbrush, you know, in the <laughs> mirror in the bathroom. You know, my mom would be like, Penny, shut up all that noise and go to bed. You know, I would do shows and, and all of that. So I always knew that I wanted to sing, right? And so, and I grew up singing in the church. And then I had a music teacher in third grade who said to my mom, you should nurture this girl's talent. She's got a real talent. And then and my mom did, so I started to study classical voice all the while, still singing gospel music at church and all that. But it wasn't until I was in college that I realized I want to do theater. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, and even in college, I was at Temple University for a jazz vocal performance major, right? And up until that time, I had studied classically you know, singing Italian and German and French arias. And then college really opened my ears. That's where I sort of met Ella and Dinah and Sarah and listening to horn players and how they would like improvise over a chord. Like it just opened up my whole, broadened my horizons. And then I just on a, on a whim auditioned for a, 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 like a musical review that was going to be in Bermuda. And I got that. And from there on, I was like, this is what I really want to do. I want to sort of be a character and I want to <laughs> sing like that, you know, because when I was younger, I thought maybe I wanted to be, you know, Whitney Houston or, you know what I mean? Whoever, yeah. Right. But that didn't really appeal to me as I grew up and, and went on. I, it was more of a theater thing. I wanted to be a character and all that. So it came to me later on. Like I see kids today who always have questions for me about theater and they're so young, you know, they're like 12, 13 and they already know that they want to do musical theater. It didn't come to me until a little bit later. Yeah. Wow. And Aisha, what about you? Did you know in the I, beginning? I, it's, it's almost, I, I almost feel as though it, there was nothing else I was going to do really, you know, mm. because I grew up in a house. My, like I said, my father is a jazz musician. So there was always music playing. Then my mother, when we moved to Chicago, uh, she had a, a jazz trio with her brother and sister, but she also did theater. She did, um, when hair went on the road, the first national tour, she did hair in Chicago. She did another show called Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope. So I met some fantastic people when I was very young. You know, uh, Andre DeShields, who is, you know, in Hadestown right now, he's like an uncle <laughs> because I've known him since I was a young, young girl. Um, so, so it almost, it always felt to me like I was, cause I was just always singing around the house or listening, you know, music was always playing. And then when I was eight, um, I joined the Chicago children's choir. And we would travel around the schools and sing in various schools, uh, like in the tri-state area. And I was with them until I went to high school. And I had a fantastic teacher, uh, Lena McLenn, who really is the one who taught me how to sing, taught all the mechanics of what you're doing. So you know what you're doing. And we did operas and we wrote musicals and we did all of this stuff in high school. And, uh, you know, she taught the bel canto um, method. And uh, she said, once you, once you know how to sing, once you have a foundation, you can sing anything. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and fewer words were never spoken because I've, I've been able to sing, you know, in a couple of different <laughs> styles. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, and then when I went to, I went to Columbia College, Chicago, and uh, the artistic director was Sheldon Patinkin, who was yeah. Mandy Patinkin's older cousin. Oh, wow. Um, and he was the head of our theater department. And every teacher that taught at Columbia did what they taught. So we had several mm-hmm. members of the Steppenwolf Theater Company uh, teaching at Columbia College. And it was really one of the, you know, one of the greatest uh, experiences. Uh, because when we moved to Chicago, I didn't want to go to Chicago. My, I had family here on the East Coast. You know, my mother is originally from Jersey. So all of her family was there. I was so mad that we moved to Chicago and it took me to be a grown up to realize, you know, oh my goodness. Well, I had really a great learning and living experience in Chicago. You know, it was really uh, fantastic. So, um, you know, things happen the way, (laughs) the way that they, you know, Um, and then right out of college, I got Little Shop of Horrors, which was my first professional uh, show and you know I have friendships from that show that are lasting to this day. So, wow. um, yeah. So we took off from there. Quite yeah. a journey you've both, both of you have had, mm-hmm. and throughout all of that, you know, aside from the the Law and Order SVU, I just love that part. Um, <laughs> but you both ended up in the role of Meta Larkin at on Newsies, yeah, on Broadway. Like how did, was the first. Well, I I did it on Broadway, and Aisha did the national tour. Right, and then we did the movie uh, to close out. And the movie, right? She did the movie. I didn't do the movie, right? So it's like I I, I joke around. Like, Pathia was the first meta, and I was the last meta. Oh wow! <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you know, Newsies was one of those shows that, you know, for me, first of all, I. It was at Paper Mill Playhouse. They they had done it there and they were making an announcement that they were going to go to Broadway and they were doing it on the, the television show, The View. And mm. I was sitting, as I would typically do, um, in my apartment watching The View with my coffee. And these kids came on and I think they did a little bit of Seize the Day and then, you know, with the newspapers and then Jeremy Jordan sang a little piece of Santa Fe. And I remember sitting there that morning saying to myself, oh, this is like a, this is an old time musical, like the way they used to do it in the old days. This is going to be fabulous. It's going to be amazing. That's what I thought to myself. And then fast forward, I get a, a call from my agent saying they want to see you for Newsies. And I was like, Newsies? First of all, I'm, what am I going to do? They, the little boys was flipping and spinning and dancing and tap dancing. And I was like, what, what am I going to be doing? <laughs> and so, you know, I, they sent the, the, there was a song for me to sing. There was, yeah, there was music from the show and then a couple of scenes. And I went in an audition and, and got it. And then just before we were going to start um, rehearsals, they I got an email saying Alan Menken had written a new song for me, 
And there was a, a couple more scenes that, you know, Harvey had fleshed out. And, and I was like, uh, what? Wait, <laughs> it's, it's all too much. It's just too much. But it was one of the happiest experiences because for me, you know, Newsies, I had done multiple Broadway shows before that. And so I was the old, one of the oldest people in the cast. They were all young kids, a lot of them making their Broadway debuts. And it, for me, it just reminded me of that thrill and excitement that you get, you know, when it's your first time. You know, and I remember um, little Andy was the the first day of rehearsal, he had turned 16 and his mama had baked cupcakes. And I was like, well, he's six, wait, what? What is <laughs> happening? What is happening? But it was just the happiest place. And I mean, and Jeff Calhoun is one of the best human beings on the planet. And I remember him saying to these kids, listen, this is the good old days, right? Wow. You will remember this experience for the rest of your lives. And he just taught them how to be respectful of other people in the theater, how to be in the theater community and be a caring and kind human being. You know, he taught them, you never walk past a doorman and not say hello. Wow. You never, you never not say hello to the crew. You, we're all a family in this building telling the same story and it takes each one of us. It was just the most beautiful experience for me to be a part of because I had been already in the Broadway community for, for quite a few years, you know? So I always say to people, it was the happiest place to work on earth <laughs> at that time. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Wow. And that, so working for kind of the mouse on Broadway, did you see that, like, did Disney bring that kind of um, energy and, magic that we we kind of know from the parks and the movies and that kind of stuff but did they do the same on broadway you know they really did i you know i remember going to the disney offices to sign my contract and all that and i walked into the building and the security guard i said hi i'm kapathia i'm going you know i have a meeting and and he said, oh, you're going to be meta in Newsies on Broadway. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, it was like, it was like how do you know? Oh, my God. You know, so then wow. I go upstairs on the elevator. And, you know, they come and they greet you and they give you water. And you look around the offices, all the Disney characters that you've grown up with, you know. And then Tom Schumacher is just like a... He's like a party walking down the street. Like this, you know, his face is bright and light and he's got a light inside of him. Welcome, we're so happy you're here. I mean, they just make you feel so special. And then the actual show and doing the show, you know, eight shows a week is a grind. It's mm -hmm. a grind. It's really, really challenging and really, really hard. And some days, and we had one of those schedules where we had, two shows Saturday and two shows Sunday and one show Monday, shoot me. <laughs> but, you know, even with all of that, it was, they, you know, you make an, an atmosphere where people, you feel respected, you feel heard, 
you know, it's about going out and telling this story. And we had audiences, you know, of screaming kids. You know, you finish the show, you go outside, they're lined up to get autographs and selfies. And they love the show so much that, I mean, it really was a happy, a happy, happy place. Even on those days when I was dead tired and, you know, between shows, you try to go get food and it's so crowded in Times Square. It's like you're kicking strollers, you're kicking toddlers, <laughs> trying to go get your food. You know what I mean? Like even with all of that, it was a happy place. You know, we, we just had such a good time. And I attribute that a lot to, because I think it starts from the top down. Mm -hmm. I attribute a lot of that, but then we also had you know, a lot of young people and they just are full of life and they, they haven't been doing it long enough to get jaded. And mm -hmm. so when you are around that energy, you know, kids remind you to be in the moment. Right. And so, right. yeah, it was, it was really a happy time. And yes, they do try to create that same magic that we know the mouse <laughs> to be. Now, East, you were on the road. So you had those strict, those challenges too. It was, and this was my very first first national tour, right? I had been out of town with other shows before, but not, not like on, on the tour. Capathia and I did uh, a couple of shows, but we would sit down in different cities for a certain amount of time. This was a two weeks here or one week here and maybe three weeks, you know, one or two times throughout that, throughout that just over a year I was on the road. And uh, so it was my, my first tour like that. And it is a grind. Eight shows is a grind anyway. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you do your eight shows and then you're traveling on Monday. Oof. So even though you have the day off, you either are on a bus for, you know, four or five hours maybe, or going through the airport, you know, getting on a plane, going to the next city, which is, you know, travel, you know, travel. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a rest. Right, it's not a rest, exactly, yeah. it's not a rest. So, but I have to say, you know, I was so, I was so excited to get the role, you know, cause I was like, wait a minute, because it's Cabathia and blah, 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 you know. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, continuing the legacy that she had put down at Broadway, on Broadway already. But I was excited because this was also a character that was meaningful to me personally, because, you know, Harvey said that he, he really based this character, because, you know, in the movie, in the original movie, it was Anne Margaret. That's right. But yeah. for the stage, he was like, let me, I'm going to do something a little different. And he based this character on a real vaudevillian back in the late 1800s. Her name was Aida Overton. And, and then he said, and I threw in some Mae West as well. <laughs> so there was, you know, a basis for this character who, you know, she was based on a real woman who was a very popular vaudevillian at the time, married to another very popular vaudevillian. Um, and, and then of course the, 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 you know, the combination of her with Mae West, it, it was just, it made for a fantastic character. Right. Yeah. So I enjoyed putting on the giant wig and the giant <laughs> hat and the giant <laughs> dress, weighed 50 pounds. And the thing. <laughs> it, was, 
You can and totally I see glasses. the Midwest. <laughs> I, I mean, I treasured it because, I, you know, it meant something to me, really. Mm -hmm. um, and also because the show is based on actual events. Yeah. So it really, for me, was a joy to be a part of this show. And Disney, you know, Disney made it made it fun for us. You know what I mean? Um, uh, even though the travel was not always easy, um, we had a family atmosphere on yeah. the road, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, it was really a great, uh, a great year for me. Wow. Now, when you're on the road like that, does the whole cast just travel together? Like you're all in a lineup of buses, you're all getting on the plane together, yes. you're always together. <laughs> Yes. I mean, there's some, you know, um, you know, every once in a while, somebody may have a, an audition in New York, so they would fly out Sunday night and, and you know, come back, uh, fly into the whatever new city we were going to on Tuesday. Um, I'll never forget when we were in Denver. Excuse me, we had to cancel our first show. Well, they, they, well, there was a blizzard that came through. So some people... <laughs> Some people had gone to New York because there was a couple of days that we had off uh, traveling and uh, they couldn't get back in because oh. Denver had a blizzard. Oh no. <laughs> so um, so there were a couple of, uh, you know, times where everybody's not traveling together, but for the most part, yes. You know, especially if we were flying, everybody flew. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people would rent a car and they'd want to drive to the next location and if it wasn't so far that happened a couple of times but uh if we were flying we we flew on mass you know y'all flew together and how did you find it different with with disney versus other productions that you'd done like was there a difference in in the way that they set things up the way they communicated you know i'll tell you one of the the first things that struck me um and once we moved into the theater and, and began really gearing up to have audiences, there was this whole social media aspect that I had never really experienced where it was, you know, it was a designed social media kind of campaign, right? So if we were doing photos, if we were, if there were any announcements or whatever, they would say, you cannot mention this on social media until we make the announcement. It was all kind of orchestrated. And, mm -hmm. and that was something that I had not experienced. That was a very Disney thing. Yes. That they sort of control how, you know, how people get the information and, and what's going on. So even, you know, and that happened throughout the run of Broadway because we had multiple extensions, you know, it was supposed to be a limited engagement and it really just took off and became this juggernaut that I don't think anybody expected. And so whenever we would get a new extension date, that was like, slow your roll, don't <laughs> say anything until we say, and then when, you know, when cat, original cast members started to leave the show, I remember I couldn't say anything to my followers. I remember Jeremy couldn't say anything to his followers because I think Jeremy and I left the same time. And so, but you know, followers, if something was leaked, they would say, is it true, Capadia, that your last show is blah, blah? I would be like, oh my God, I can't respond. You know, it was, yeah, it was 
<laughs> so that was one of the gag order. Yeah, it was like a gag order. So that was one of the, the the big things that I that was new to me with the Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, they're very they're very um they're good at controlling messages, but obviously in the background, I can't imagine there's gotta be some pretty strict rules about what you can say, what you can't say. Even how you hashtag things. I, I think like they have their own hashtags for everything. It's true. And you couldn't do, you know, we could do social media. You know, I think it was um, Andrew, AKB, Andrew Keenan Boulder, who started, you know, um, the, the Saturday, the SIP, the hashtag SIP, which was Saturday, like in between shows or something like that. And, uh, uh, you couldn't, we could post and we could do whatever we wanted, but you better not have had on your costume. Absolutely. I was just no getting costume pieces. That's what I remember the most. Yeah. No photos and costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was a big, big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Photos mm -hmm. and costumes. And the costumes were fantastic. They were beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they were, when you watch that, so it is on Disney Plus. So they have two on Disney Plus. They actually have the movie Newsies, and then they have the stage show that they. Oh, were the recording. one with with uh, with uh, oh boy, uh, Christian Bale. Yes, yes, that movie. It's the original movie from years ago with Christian Bale. Yes, right? yes. yeah, because I remember I had seen that before I even saw them on the View and all that. I had seen that. But yeah, okay. And then the one with Aisha, the, the yes. live stage. Okay. Yes. Now, I didn't watch the movie one. I watched the stage one, and wow. Okay. It, was so, it was so great. You know, we were in, um, in L.A. at the Pantages Theater, and I had never worked in L.A. Uh, before. So that was fun and exciting, and I had lots of friends out there that I got to see and blah, blah, blah. But being in the actual theater itself with that audience, I mean, it was almost mind blowing. You know, the filming of the filming of the movie. It really was um, quite an experience to remember, and and so much fun. And you know, I had been on the road with almost everybody for the last year, but then they brought back, you know, Jeremy Jordan and Andrew mm -hmm. King Bolger, and it, it was just, it was really lovely to have that kind of infusion of a different energy which right. you know ratcheted it up you know even more the excitement level right so um yeah it was uh, it was quite a time and uh, i'm just you know i feel fortunate to have been a part of the disney family um uh you know for the amount of time that I was, it really was. But Aisha, so do you remember, cause talking about all this brings up the memory, you know, they had the premiere in New York City. And so I, I was invited, you know, we all the cast members were invited. And so I've sat with Aisha and she, do you remember how nervous you were? I was so, <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> It was like she was like so like I don't even think and so we're watching it and you know everybody's screaming in the theater and all of that and I knew here come the meta scenes here comes the meta here comes meta here comes meta and it was as if Aisha she's right next to me it was as if she didn't take a breath the entire time I, I felt she, like I couldn't breathe she yeah. was like stone just like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I remember like when after your scene was over and you sang That's Ranch and people were screaming. I remember squeezing your hand going, girl, it was good. It was good. Are you okay? Are you okay? Right. Right. Because it's, it's, it's surreal. It's yeah. surreal when you see yourself, you know, on the, literally the big. Like 20 feet right. tall and like, right. yeah. Oh my God, the big hair and the big hat and the big dress and the big. It was so good. So good. I'm just, yeah, I'm happy it turned out well. <laughs> it turned but out I great. I thought that the, that the actual shooting of the movie, I just thought it was really so well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the actual um, production value of the movie, I just thought it was fantastic. So, yeah. Now, did they tell you that performance that they were recording it for the movie? Oh, sure. So you knew in advance this was the one that they were recording for this. Well, we did. We did a couple. We did some. We did recording of um, of with with an aud- with the big audience, and then there were other shows that were not the big audience that we know. Let, well, let's just get a couple in the you know in the bag for just in case. Right, some, some extra. So, but we knew we were filming the movie at you know uh, the day that we filmed it. We knew that that was what they wanted to do was film the film show in Los Angeles. Wow! And this was at the end of your run, almost on tour. So on almost, the road, almost the end. We had Oklahoma to do next. Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did. I think we did two more weeks after the filming two or three more weeks after the film, but it was near the end of the tour. Yeah. Wow. So this, so Jeremy Jordan, he was sort of the lead, uh, the lead man. And he was there with you, Capathea, then he left and then he came back, Aisha, for the, that final. Yeah. He's incredible. The original, original Jack Kelly on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and then he left, uh, and then they called him to do, to do the film. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, I can't, when you say eight shows a week, I think about how grueling that must have been. Some of the dance numbers, carrying those costumes. I can't imagine how exhausting. How do you give it everything you've got on, you know, your fourth show of the weekend? Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you you do it? You just do it. You just do do it. And the thing is, is that it is, you know... It is one of those things where you have to technically learn to pace yourself through the eight shows, right? Mm-hmm. You, right. but you, you have to, you, you build up stamina, first of all, and then you are giving it everything you have on that day. So it really is this kind of amalgam of the way you parcel out your energy, the, the way you <clears throat> regiment yourself, you know, how much water do you drink? How much sleep do you need? Right? Because when you are doing eight shows a week, for me, water and sleep is everything sure. because sleep gives you the time to, for everything to recover. Right. Mm. And to, right. to, to be able to then wake up the next day, warm up and start the whole thing again. Right. So for me, I, I'm a strict regimented person for that. I, you know, but I, you know, the boys, the thing that they had on their side is youth, 
<laughs> you know, with their, you know, with their twelve-year-olds, you know. <laughs> but I think another another yeah. thing that we all had on our side is technique. Yeah. You know, you learn how to do this. You learn how to sing. You learn how to dance. And when you're tired, you fall back on technique. Yeah. Mm. You know, so it's you know, it's a it's a skill. Yeah, skills. and I don't know if you, Francine, if you've ever seen, you know, uh, an interview with, say, like somebody you know from the movies, and now they're doing a Broadway show. The one thing that they all say is it's the hardest they've ever worked in their lives, right. and that is the truth. Mm-hmm. It, it there is no, you know, when you it's it's the reason why I love theater, live theater, because. You, you know, the downbeat starts and it's like, cross your fingers. I'll see you at the end. Mm-hmm. There is no cut. Let's try it again. There's none of that, right? It's like a freight train leaving the station and you better get on and you better hold on. You know what I mean? Because we are going, it's going, 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 going. And Newsies was one of those shows that once that downbeat started, it was a freight train those boys running backstage to their next cue then get on stage flipping i mean it was like it's so crazy yeah Yeah. and it was so physical the stuff they were doing was incredibly physical and i kept there were parts of some of those dances where i was kind of holding holding my breath thinking oh my gosh if one of these guys fall it's like a it's like a domino that'll happen yeah (laughs) it's true but it's like aisha said you know when you have that technique And then when you go through a rehearsal process that is, you know, detailed, right? You have a choreographer like Chris Catelli, who is like five, six, seven, eight, and a one, and a two, and you know what I mean? Like all of that. And you do it over and over and over and over. And then when you're sick of it again and again and again and again, it's like muscle memory when you get out there, you know, it's technique and muscle memory and, you know, and in the moment. So it's, yeah, it's all of that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys get nervous before you go out? Like, like, are there butterflies? Is it excitement or nerves or both? There mm-hmm. might've been, you know, nerves at the very beginning, like my first couple of shows with any show, you know, mm-hmm. but it's the excitement. It's the adrenaline of getting getting to do what you love to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, and going out there. And I'm going to tell you, I, I had never experienced an audience like the Newsies audience. Ooh. I had never experienced something like that. Um, in every city, the lines of people waiting to get autographs and, and meet everybody. And, and you know, I, I had never experienced anything like that. And so, you know, then when, you know, once you know, it's like you go to the next thing, it's like these people are out here to see their favorite show ever or whatever it is. And you just want to do the best that you can do, you know? So the butterflies for me were more the uh, adrenaline and the excitement of of walking out on stage. I agree. I, I feel the same way. And I often say that the, 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 the butterflies, the excitement, like excitement is just the flip side of nervousness. You know what I mean? Like it's the same energy. 
and it's how you channel it. You know, I tell young people that all the time, let it work for you, mm-hmm. right? Let it ride on it, ride on it, as opposed to let it like, let it you stifle know. you. You don't yeah. want it to do that. Yeah. Cause it's the same thing. It's the flip side of the coin. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, if there was one role that you guys think this is what I want next, what what's next for you? What what are you thinking? This is what would be perfect for me. Oof, I don't know if it's. I, I would love to do something brand new. Ooh. Yeah, I, whenever I get that question, I always say I think they're writing it now. I think there's <laughs> yes, yeah, some composer and some book writer is writing my new starring role right now. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great roles out there. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. I can't, you know, pinpoint one over the other that I would like to do. I mean, you know, I would have loved to be the unsinkable Molly Brown. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movie musicals, but you know, that's not going to happen. So I, 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 I think that, you know, ideal for me, hasn't been written yet or maybe it's on the way to being written that's so exciting (laughs) yeah yeah i am so excited to see what you guys get up to in the future me too (laughs) too. (laughs) i just love your energy i love your energy and and the outlook you have and the way that you communicate you're both incredibly talented people that i am absolutely going to be following and uh, I will definitely be linking to all of your information in the show notes so people can find you um, online and follow and see what you do in the future as well. Well, now, thank you for having us. Oh, yeah, it's been so such a yeah, ball. Been- now, <laughs> before we end the show, I always ask my guests for what brought them a little joy, happiness, pixie dust this week. And, um, you know, I'd love it if you two could share, share something that, that just made you happy this week. Hmm. Kapithia, do you want to go first? I'll go first uh, because my pixie dust, I'm just off the the tail end of my pixie dust because yesterday was my birthday. Yes, happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. And I had, I asked my my best friends if they would each send me a video of them singing a song. Any song. Any song. And so, and they did. And I was so teary and so grateful, you know, because we all we talk every day and we have this Marco Polo chain that we talk and we see each other every day. And it just brought me so much joy because, you know, it was a reminder, right, that I have great friends in the world. You know, we talk about everything like, you know, the state of the world, the current events, like everything. And then they can sing something that touches my heart like that. So it was so magical and so beautiful and so just for me. So that's my pixie dust story. That is <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I get joy from seeing my friends happy. So I'm going to piggyback on her piggyback. <laughs> <laughs> that brought me joy, but you know, I, it, this whole experience, a memory popped up for me that was really one of one of the most fantastic of my time with Disney was that Disney um, 
they um they provided us passes to go to Disney World. Disney World. <gasps> oh yeah, I, I remember, remember that. I had never been to Disney, any Disney. Oh, you're kidding. I had never been to any Disney before this, before I went on this tour. And they gave us passes. So what's in what's in California? That's Disneyland. Disneyland, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was fantastic because one of the main reasons was, was because one of our ASMs, uh, assistant stage managers, knew Disney backwards and forwards and we would hang out. You know, she was like, you know, a buddy of mine. And so she knew how to go from park to park and get the pay. Let's get the passes here and then we're going to call this ride. And then by the time we finish that, it'll be time to go back. I mean, she had it down to a science and I've got, you know, pictures of us in you know, on the water slide, on the scary house, on the this, on the that. It's just, that is one of my um, favorite memories mm. of, of being on tour was going to Disneyland. Actually, wow. actually going to Disneyland. That is so fantastic. Yeah. And so incredible that you got to do that. Mm-hmm. As an old woman. You're never too old for Disney. That's right. You're never too old. And to the point where, you know, then I said, I told Patty, I said, I have to go to, you know, Disney World. And Patty and I did um, a series of concerts, a tribute to Ella Fitzgerald. And we happened to be in Orlando. Yeah. And I was like, girl, I don't know when it's going to happen again, but I'm going to rent a car. Let's go to Disney World. (laughs) We went to Disney World, and you know, I love the animals, so I have to go to the Animal Kingdom, right? And we spent, we had the best. It was the best time. And it was as if the animals came out like they knew we were coming or something. The giraffes, like everything. It was so great. It was the best time ever. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. It's so wonderful to hear. You know, I know that Disney's full of magic in the parks and and the movies and stuff, but it's so wonderful to hear from you too, how well that translates into the theater and how it's really every arm, every facet of the Disney company really does bring that magic to Mm -hmm. and, and sense of community to everything that they do. It's so wonderful. Yeah, they bring so much joy to the world. They really, really do. Really, really do. Yeah, great. Thank you both so much for sharing all of your stories. And and yeah, I will be following for, for years to come. That's for sure. I hope that you'll come back and chat with me again. Absolutely. What a joy you are. Thank you so much, Francine. Oh, you guys are a blast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I forgot to tell you what my Pixie Dust of the Week was, and I had something different, but I feel like I gotta change it. I think my Pixie Dust this week was getting to spend some time with these two fabulous ladies. They were so much fun to talk to. Not only did they have me laughing and giving me insights, but they really just exude pure joy, don't they? Joy and happiness. And that's really the kind of energy that I love to have in my life and surround myself with. These ladies, I can't wait to see what they get up to in the future. And I will be linking to both of their websites in the show notes so that you guys can follow them too and see what they get up to. It was a blast talking to them and maybe that's why the time went by so quick. (laughs) I don't know, but I can't wait to see what's next for them. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope that you'll spread the word and share it with somebody who you think might get some joy out of it. 
and ratings and reviews, you know, they're important in the podcast world. So I appreciate each and every one that's left. Until next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.